Well, uh, hi everyone. Thanks for uh, joining us for another episode of Hawkeyes. Um, I'm Harper. I'm Jonathan. Oh, and this is Hawkeyes. I did that in the wrong order. Um, because then I put the theme song in after we say Harper, Jonathan, Hawkeyes theme song. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Authentic knowledge and feelings. I feel it. I feel it. You want a little clip that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead it's like, whoa. But I'm really not funny. No, no, and no. We no. Have a what? <laughs> okay. Um, remix remix yes um we're joined today by a, a wonderful guest remotely uh because we're being safe and socially distant um mm-hmm. it is a, a wonderful human who is the host of the bechdel cast and my year in mensa and you might also hear her on the new podcast about little fires everywhere it's jamie loftus hi how are you good 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 we're just you know being inside Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, same. Feeling normal. Feeling fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's given us some time to, you know, watch some Ethan Hawke content. Think about <laughs> Ethan Hawke more than we ever did before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what's your uh, what's what's your relationship like with Ethan Hawke and his his oeuvre? <laughs> I I consider it to be generally positive i like ethan hawk a lot i feel like he falls into for me and you're the expert so let me know if you agree but um for me he falls into like the category of like he's like a really good character actor but he's hot so people get confused (laughs) like i feel like sometimes people are like he can't be a character actor because he's hot um it's the stupidest uh, prejudice and the with the lowest stakes of all time but I feel like he kind of falls into that category of like people maybe underestimate or underestimated him at first because he was just sexy 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 mm-hmm. um, but he's got such range I really like him and I like that I really like that like category of actor of like hot character <laughs> <laughs> who else do you like, think falls what in a that fun category struggle. Uh, Brendan Fraser, I think, falls into that category. Sure, sure, sure. De- depending on how you feel about how hot Nick Cage is, I think he falls into that category. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, like, you look at Ethan Hawke and you're like, oh, he has, like, the, he looks like a, a movie star, but I feel like he's a character actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, do you have any favorite movies of his? Of his, I was going through it and I haven't seen as like really many of his big movies, which is kind of bizarre. I mean, uh, I love I love the trilogy. I can't stand Boyhood, um, <laughs> but it, that's not his fault. Yeah, you're um, not the only person that feels that way. We've had a few guests that are very <laughs> anti Boyhood. <laughs> what an infuriating movie! I don't know. I. I, I <laughs> Um, and I, what did I see? I think I saw he was in an adaptation of uh, Hamlet, right? He yeah. was, yes, yeah. Hamlet 2000. I 
remember seeing Hamlet 2000 and I, for some reason as a child, was like a real Hamlet head. <laughs> and he was my Hamlet of choice. <laughs> Hamlet 2000, Hacker Hamlet, nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he's really, like speaking of Hamlet and then the movie we're talking about today, or the miniseries rather, is Moby Dick. I feel yeah. like he... He's a really literary guy. He's written several books. And I always yes. feel like he feels maybe the most authentic or like re- like really authentic when he's playing a, like a character from like a great, you know, piece of literature or something. Yeah. You know, it feels like he's really comfortable there. He's definitely like a book guy and would like bring, he like wants you to know too. Yeah. He's not <laughs> just like a guy who reads he's like gonna tell you that he reads it i have a question are his books that he writes are they good um do people read them people do read them um i i think they are they're kind of his characters can be kind of frustrating to read i've read one and a half of his books um they it can be kind of frustrating to read but they'd feel pretty real so okay. yeah so they're you know they're they're good i'm on board yeah um, i didn't realize before this that he he had written books until i was reading about him a little bit i was like what a king yeah he's really you know he's he's an art guy he loves he loves all of them he'll do any he's an and art all dad them. yeah he is an art dad yeah oh, man hold on we're gonna pause for just a second <laughs> <laughs> they got really close to us i know i could hear <laughs> oh man timing is always terrible i know i this is all me <laughs> this is all me um no, it's, i just, just forgot and also like i didn't you, you don't know they could come anytime yeah, on saturday they really could anytime just between anytime, like 1 and 5 yeah. p.m on saturday yeah. Just, yeah. there's no way of knowing it's insane yeah um okay i feel like we're good yeah whatever whatever <laughs> healthy distance healthy distance a, a safe social distance um <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about Oh yeah, his books. So yeah, <laughs> we're so talking about Ethan Hawke. Two like <laughs> <laughs> Ethan Hawke. Yeah, of course, it's the only thing we talk about. Um, yeah, so he had like two kind of like regular novels, and then he did one graphic novel, and then Ooh. one um, children's book, kind of. Okay. Yeah. And I saw. I wondered how much because I was I I got I got deep into the Wikipedia page. I wonder how much of it of like his like literary aspirations are like connected to the whole like Tennessee Williams familial connection mm-hmm. I'm like do you think that he I don't know if, if I I guess if I were like a vague relative of a very famous writer I would feel like well I should you know I should like give it a shot <laughs> don't want to look like an idiot I don't know yeah although I don't know has Laura Dern written any books she's also a, a vague relative of Tennessee Williams that's true. That's yeah. true. I, are, so wait, how is she, how, how is she related to Tennessee Williams? What I is think, Tennessee Williams' family? What? Uh, Tennessee Williams. I think she's the daughter of Diane Ladd, who is oh. related to Tennessee Williams. God damn. Yeah. Well, she's legally required to write a play at least. At least. Jesus, yeah. Laura Dern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know Ethan Hawke was supposed to go location scouting for his next movie he's directing um but they're not doing that now obviously but they were going to go to brazil because they were doing what is that what is that tennessee williams thing he was going to do it wasn't i don't remember okay well he was going to direct a movie based on a tennessee williams play so 
that'll Weird be f- family baggage. That's cool. Yeah, that'll be really fun <laughs> when that happens. I I did like his last movie, Blaze. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, I would recommend it. Like, uh, yeah, it's his. It's one of his best directorial works, I would say. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then we were talking about he's a he's an art dad because he has a he has an art daughter. Um, he has an art daughter, yeah. little Maya. Little Maya. She's. Um, I was watching Ethan Hawke was doing an Instagram live with IndieWire a couple of days ago, um, <laughs> and he was talking about like how he wanted to make all of his family like the Von Trapps, and because uh, Maya and Levin are both uh, good, uh, talented singers, he was saying, and um, his little two kids, he's trying to get them into music too, while do they're we all. Know, do we know what Ethan Hawke's social distancing setup is is he like home with his fa- is like He's, maya there no maya and levin i think are with uma thurman oh. and um to the best of my ethan. knowledge who's ethan with he's with i think he's with his wife ryan and they're two kids that are younger they're like eight and six i think oh okay so he's fine yeah okay. he's yeah and he's with their dogs they have dogs um, okay i worry about dads alone right now so yeah okay he's fine yeah he's not alone he was uh showing his kids uh buster keaton and charlie chaplin because that's the kind of dad he is oh god that's (laughs) kind of annoying (laughs) (laughs) um yeah ethan we love you we're thinking of you hope you're having (laughs) an okay time out there on the east coast however you need to get through this yeah um yeah so let's let's talk moby dick you seemed really excited to choose this one yeah, in retrospect, I don't really know why I was so excited to choose this one. <laughs> Are you uh, a big fan of the source material? I like it. I read it. Um, I feel weirdly connected to it just because I'm from the area it takes place in. The ocean. But <laughs> in, I'm from the ocean. I'm a, I'm a carp. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and no, I'm like from like a half hour away from uh, like Worcester where the book start not Worcester sorry um New Bedford where the book starts um and so I don't know like I just like grew up with a strong attachment to it um and I don't know I I didn't know this adaptation of it even existed and I kind of assumed because I didn't realize what year it had come out I thought that Ethan Hawke was going to play Ishmael Mm. and that was not true no yeah he plays Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never read Moby Dick or Me actually neither. consumed any Moby Dick content. Yeah. Um, There's a, unbelievable. A, a quote uh, during our watching that I feel that we must bring up. Um, oh, Moby Dick's the whale. <laughs> a, direct, a direct quote. Yeah, that was me. Um <laughs> I think I did know that somewhere in the back of my mind, but I had forgotten. And, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Um, oh my god. Yeah, but I liked this. I I feel like a lot of things must have been inspired by Moby Dick, or like you know, after that, because I was like, so this, it felt like a really familiar story, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And yeah. There's so much Moby Dick content it like i was getting like strong the master energy at different points mm. yeah totally in it um i don't yeah it was i i had no there's been so many adaptations of it that i had no idea this existed and this has like i feel like 
you could almost guess the cast of this, except for whoever, who was playing Ishmael? Who was that? Oh, that was Charlie Cox. He's Daredevil in Netflix's Daredevil series. I don't know who that Um, man is. He was, have you seen Stardust with uh, Claire Danes? And yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer and Robert De Niro. Charlie Cox is the main guy in Stardust. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I don't know who he was, but everyone else you could almost cast off the top of your head. You're like, yeah, William Hurt as Ahab. Mm -hmm. That tracks. That makes sense. Ethan Hawke as Mr. Starbucks. Great. Uh, Donald Sutherland as someone. Yeah. Makes sense (laughs) in this world. Uh, I thought the weird, I'm pretty sure that the the Gillian Anderson character was added. Yes, I saw that on Wikipedia. Which I thought was kind of like a funny, I don't know. When I saw it came out in 2011, you're like, ooh, that's such a thing that like I feel like filmmakers do sometimes to be like, we got to get a woman in the mix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then they just like don't really write anything for her other than like a woman's intuition. She can feel <laughs> the, the whale coming. And then you don't see her after like 20 minutes into the whole thing. And she's always like, I have a feeling and William Hurt's like shut up and (laughs) that's the whole character so they tried yeah yeah that's a pretty apt description of Gillian Anderson's character in this Uh, her name's Elizabeth I think Um, sure it's this Elizabeth Ahab's wife and that's really all we know yeah um I saw on the IMDb trivia page, um, this was kind of fun, that her character Scully from the X-Files has a lot of um, Moby Dick references. Like, she called her father Captain Ahab, and he called her Starbuck, and then their dog was maybe named Moby Dick or something. I don't know. Wow. That's cute. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love the X-Files. I haven't watched it in a long time, but, uh, you know. I kind of forgot about... Uh, Starbuck as a like I I remembered him but I did not remember that his name was Starbucks yeah um and I kept and I know it's singular but I can't not say it plural (laughs) Starbucks yeah um I forgot that his name was Starbucks and that kept being (laughs) jarring throughout all 500 hours of this show (laughs) (laughs) yeah um thank you for watching all of it I really appreciate that oh it's fine (laughs) yeah it's on Tubi yeah, it's on Tubi. We watched on Vudu, which was interesting because I think they cut it into th- they cut it into three parts yeah. instead of two parts. Oh, and it's weird because you can tell when they cut the first one off, it was like at the beginning of a scene, and then it's just like they cut it and roll to credits, and then yeah, it didn't <laughs> Wait, make any sense. So weird. Yeah, Why and they did. did they? Th- it was the same with the ads too. All the ads were just like yeah. they would start a scene. Someone would say a line and then commercial. Yeah, always. Yeah. On Tubi, they were running like coronavirus PSAs. Oh, interesting. Um, so that was alarming to be constantly <laughs> interrupted by. Yeah. Um, this was also, I, th- I feel like it was like a weird, kind of a weird, not bad, but like a, just a, a weirdly timed thing to be watching right now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It felt very like apocalyptic a little. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, I liked it. Yeah, one like weird, random thing that happened to me was I was watching before, like right before we started watching the first part of Moby Dick. I was watching this uh, pretty not great movie called The Miracle Season, which is an inspirational sports movie about a girls' volleyball team with Helen Hunt, uh-huh. which I really wanted to be good, but it wasn't. It's fine. I've, I'm over it. In- but um, inspirational sports movies, yeah, that's kind of a gamble. Yeah, um, but mm. William Hurt was in it. 
and uh, as the as the dad of the volleyball player that dies. Um, mm-hmm. And then we started Moby Dick, and I didn't realize he was going to be in that too. And then I was like, oh hey, it's it's the dad from the Miracle season. Yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> so being a, being a crazy captain. It was a fun serendipitous uh, <laughs> marathon. <laughs> oh God. I feel like he's just like in things. He's in everything. He's that kind of guy that's just in in things. Yeah, he shows. He gets the call. He shows up. Mm-hmm. I felt the same way about that guy. I didn't know his name, but the guy that was playing Stubbs. Uh, Stubbs. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, I've seen this dude like yeah. a bunch of yes. times. Yes, he, he did look. Who? It's um, uh, yeah. no Eddie idea. Marsan is the actor, and he's just in everything. Yeah. Yeah. He just oh, has he that was face. in V for Vendetta. Yes. Oh, he John Hurt. The Sherlock no. Holmes. Eddie oh, Marcin. oh, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah, so he was just, in Sherlock Holmes. This was kind of like a murderer's row of good character actors. Mm-hmm. I did find uh, Donald Sutherland's two minutes to be somewhat baffling and weird. Uh, but it was good. I mean, I feel like Donald Sutherland, like, literally just gets an email that's like, <laughs> you need to show up. It'll take three hours. You sound sinister as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a period piece doesn't matter what year and then you can go home and yeah he just does it. i was expecting there to be more with that character because the way that he was <laughs> yeah. in that scene when he like he made like really direct eye contact with gillian yeah. anderson and so and i thought there would be more to that right was he like the priest or something yeah. Is that what it was? the yeah the church had like a it was like a it boat a ship lectern yeah. like thing <laughs> yeah. it was very cool that but was cool. very silly yeah it was, yeah, it was some of this, I mean, I liked kind of how overwrought it got at certain points. And like the music was so like, what the, I feel like the music is what, if you didn't know that it had aired on TV, that's how you would know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. It was just like a lot of swelling strings over Ethan Hawke being like, oh, it's so hard to be Starbucks. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's very like kind of Irishy, Irish American, early American sea vibes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, But, but I totally agree that like with Donald Sutherland and, uh, and Gillian Anderson, you, you're like, for sure, they're going to come back. They wouldn't have cast such famous people if they weren't going to bring them back, but it just isn't true. Yeah. Not to like jump ahead to the very end, but I'm going to do it. Um, (laughs) it like ends with Charlie Cox doing a voiceover and I expected it just, and it's like really abrupt. Like it rolls to the credits while he's still talking. Yeah. And I thought that it would go back to him, like walking through the streets of Massachusetts or whatever, wherever. And, um, you know, and that he would like maybe see Donald Sutherland or Gillian Anderson and have some kind of exchange or something, you know, Mm -hmm. but that was just kind of it. They just yeah. dropped it in the middle yeah. of the ocean. Just dropped. It's. <laughs> it was very. Yeah. It it does end very. I think I don't remember if that's like exactly how the book ends, but it's. You feel like they're filmmakers. They should know how to tie a neater bow on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe they just ran out of money. They're like, um, Charlie Cox, we need you for one day of ADR. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they, they dropped in, like, the voiceover at the very end, and there was, like, another part where they dropped it, like, somewhere, like, in the middle. Yeah. It was just very brief and, like, not yeah. very consistent. And it's, it like, yeah, it started, was there some at the beginning, like, where it was, like, a little bit, like, hi, this is me, <laughs> this is my <laughs> life. I think but there might yeah, have it, been. It, 
it comes back very infrequently to the point where it almost feels like they just use it when they like didn't have footage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about Bombshell. I don't know if you caught that. Yes. Oh my God. The that yes, we could have a whole conversation. Yeah. About it. If only Ethan Hawke were in it. I found that so infuriating when they were like, "Oh, this is an Adam McKay movie, kind of," and then they yeah. were like, "No, it's not," except for when we can't, you know, get Nicole Kidman for more than three hours, mm-hmm. and then it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. A lot happens in this in this show, movie yeah. series, limited yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, this is interesting that he did this because he doesn't really do TV. Um, and this, I mean, it's like barely TV. If you like, look at where it was released, it was released on this channel called Encore, um, mm-hmm. which I don't think anyone probably has. Um, and then it was aired in Australia, I think, huh. in a couple other countries. But like, okay. it, it's it had Encore. a pretty yeah. So I don't know. He probably just didn't think of it as television when he agreed to it. Um, <laughs> he only a, does movies with all he's, extremely limited releases. Yeah, He's almost kind of like ahead of the curve in that way. I feel like every famous actor is doing that now. They're like, well, it's a limited series, but it's basically a movie. Like that kind of, it's a popular mm-hmm. vibe now. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. and he's going to be on TV this year in a limited series as well on Showtime. Um, One must. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I thought Ethan Hawke was really good in this. Like I said earlier, like he he feels really natural playing a a literary fictional character. I think Encore is one of Star's Mm. uh, like offshoots. Gotcha. Got it. Yeah, I'm like, Ethan Hawke definitely did. uh, I think he did like a great job him and William Hurt I thought were like really good totally. um in their parts and it was like sometimes what was surrounding them was kind of corny but it was like never a reflection of their performance uh and I like that Ethan Hawke kind of I mean Starbucks Mr. Starbucks is kind is like a, a he's kind of an emo guy he's sad he is yeah he's an emo guy he's got some dad issues he's very uh, religious yeah yeah, and it felt like Ethan Hawke just like clicked into, um, st- you know, d- daddy issues on the high seas, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's totally. True. Um, yeah, but the yeah, so the main character though, Ishmael, really. I mean, I don't know, Ishmael and Ahab are both kind of main characters. Um, yeah. But Ishmael's played by Charlie Cox, and uh, he's new to this whole whaling business. Um, there's a funny scene where someone like looks at his hand, uh, look at his, looks at his hands because they've clearly like not seen a day of work, mm-hmm. um, and they they sent him to this ship that's not even a ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he gets uh, brought into the whole whaling life when with his pal uh, Quig. Um, yeah, yeah. That was a really interesting scene. Um, they like he's looking for a, like a, a room to stay at at the inn, like the. Uh, where he'd been drinking yeah and then mm-hmm. they make him share with quick quick who they, they keep calling him a cannibal which i don't know if that was just like you know racist right or yeah. if he genuinely was i doubt it yeah there's I, no kind of it's weird yeah 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 i don't i yeah the the book like it, i mean it came out in like what 1850 like i think yeah. it attempts it attempts to make some commentary on race that the 
doesn't uh, hold up really. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like this miniseries didn't really attempt to do anything much with it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there were a couple of moments other than the stuff with Queequeg. Um, there were the two like black sailors. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and there's like a line like there are no, uh, I don't know, like no slaves on my ship or something. Um, I forgot what happened. Yeah. Only sailors. Only sailors. Like yeah. yeah. Only sailors. Right. But then it's like Ahab is like totally full of shit he's like oh i don't hate people of a certain race i just have don't value anyone's life yeah and then you're like well all it's, right it's a like, quality <laughs> in a way <laughs> cool opportunity villain yeah like, um there's a the scene where um just one last thing with gillian anderson before mm-hmm. we say goodbye oh, to her yeah, yeah, yeah. forever where um so He's talking about Ahab's talking about going out to find Moby Dick, and she's just kind of like staring off, like slightly wistfully, like he's just uh, it's not just another whale, is it? And the way she said it made it seem like he's like in love with the whale, mm-hmm. and that she's like, <laughs> there's like some sexual, there's relationship some sexual, yeah, Ahab just the way them. it was shot, like she's like looking off and like kind of like sad about it that you know he's in love with a whale and not her. It totally, felt and then like he that. also is like low-key in love with the whale and not her yeah yeah yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. he is it's like the, it's the only thing he cares about and then yeah. you know like he says like uh the ship is his home you know yeah. he he clearly feels like very little attachment to his wife or child yeah yeah except in like that one scene with charlie cox where he's like maybe i should have been less obsessed with this whale anyways <laughs> and then they just go back to chasing the whale yeah. Yeah, he's kind of all over the place. He doesn't seem well. He's a messy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Ethan Hawks had some uh, had a lot of really great lines uh in this movie that yes. felt really Ethan Hawk. Um I actually I took down a lot. Uh, we haven't done this segment for a while because it hasn't really been relevant. Yeah. But we have a segment called Most Ethan Hawk Line. Where we talk Ooh. about the most Ethan Hawk line. Um, Jonathan, did you have any contenders? Well, I, you know, I, whoops, I did take a few, uh, a, a few notes um, on his uh, notes on quotes. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so we're, we'll just get into it. Uh, he says, I have no objection to any man's religion so long as he pays me the same respect. I had that one down too. Mm. Um the 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 line the specific line we we're talking about earlier. There are no slaves in Nantucket. You're welcome here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he says, "Vengeance on a dumb animal." <laughs> and, but the 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 cake has to go to two times. He says, "Oh my captain." Oh, classic. <laughs> Just so I close to oh captain, my captain. Yeah. I felt like that one had to be had to be the the because that felt really intentional. He says it twice. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. have not thought about that. Yeah, they couldn't have not known. I feel like someone almost like elbowed him before that take. <laughs> yeah, lean into it, Ethan. Go for the <laughs> oh my captain. 
I liked when he was in a fight with William Hurt and he was like, you really think you can track one whale across all that ocean? <laughs> oh, like they yeah, were just yeah, having yeah. Yeah. their boy fight. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. I had a couple more. I, uh, I liked when he said, uh, we hunt to live, do we not? It will be a sad day when we live to hunt. <laughs> that was yeah. great. And then, yeah, he's he's back in his like kind of like uh, uh, sort of morally righteous, right, you know, yes. type characters. Yeah, sensitive, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's back in that sort of zone. Yeah, I mean, and again, like another character, another like literary character he played that was kind of like that was from uh, White Fang. Mm-hmm. You know, that character from White Fang had yeah. a lot of um, moral things going on. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then one more line from Ethan Hawke. Uh, he says, there is no enemy out there. The only enemy is before me. Love that. Some good moments yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a he's such a theater actor. He really um, is. He yeah. really delivers those the- theatrical uh, lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it felt it felt at home in this kind of story because Moby Dick yeah. is such a like it's such an old kind of story. You know, you wouldn't really like write a story today about a man chasing a giant white whale. Mm-hmm. And so, Moby like, Dick, but what if it was Moby, Moby Dick 2000? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. What would they be chasing? Like a, I don't know. a virus Twitter on the internet. Likes. Oh, Twitter <laughs> likes. <laughs> they're chasing an internet virus. That'd be great. Um, yeah. But I mean, no, the story, I mean, the story, it, it, there, there's some timeless, obviously, things about it. It's mm-hmm. just that the the sort of trappings of like being on a boat and chasing a white whale itself feel. But I mean, the reason it's relevant is that we have this like, you know, it, there, there's some, there is something especially relevant about like a captain of a ship who does not listen to reason and everyone is telling him we're all going to die and then there's nothing you can do about it because he's the captain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the mad, the maddening obsession with something, mm-hmm. you know, it feels, yeah, feels real. Always relevant. Yeah. I like look, I like <laughs> bravely Googled Moby Dick symbolism and there were simply too many results. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure it all was something but there were too many results Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um uh oh one more character that we see again only at the beginning and you think that he might come back but he doesn't is elijah played by billy boyd Um, yeah oh the prophet guy yeah he's like he's always like sitting around singing and being kind of spooky yeah and then he approaches several people yeah um, real creepy like yeah uh, gillian anderson's character and I think also maybe Charlie Cox, um, when he's when Charlie Cox is getting on the ship, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, yeah. He's just he's he is like a you know foreshadowing, foreboding kind of situation. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I mean it's too a specific thing. It's too, um, you know, Ahab's death, um, which we do see, but. We never see Elijah himself again. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He says something about a, a, a casket. No, it's not a casket. He says a hearse. A hearse. Yeah. Of American wood or something. Mm-hmm. Which mm. is the boat. Mm-hmm. 
Symbolism. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this was made for TV, but I do think that there were some like kind of interesting shots that happened in this movie. You know, it wasn't like too too made for TV. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, like there's this one shot in particular once they're finally on the ship of um, William Hurt like sitting in his quarters on the boat and it's like very symmetrical you know a la Wes mm. Anderson except for not as colorful um, but it's like super symmetrical and it just like zooms in on him sitting with his like legs spread and like his one peg leg one uh, you know other leg uh, I like yeah that um, there was like another peg leg shot where it was like after he had I forget if it I think he had just um gotten into like he just like pushed um Ishmael to the ground and then you see that cool shot of like his peg legs swinging over his mm-hmm. head that was a fun one yeah that um, was great oh yeah yeah that was a cool shot yeah 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 I think it was shot fairly well except like any of the CG yeah the whale the looked whale. pretty fake the whale looked absolutely terrible it looked a lot like a like maybe like a discovery show from like 2002 where they're like yeah. Show. <laughs> yeah yeah and the closer you got to the whale the freakier it looked when yeah. they oh, get yeah. the close on the eye you're like no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean he was supposed to look pretty like you know rough rough yeah but i feel like they could have gone for like the well, I feel like they could have spent less time showing the whale, you know, mm-hmm. like it would have been like more sort of spooky, you know, when you like don't you see the monster. Like Jaws, yeah, Jaws, yeah, where exactly. first you like see some blood and yeah. then maybe you see, you the, see fin, the fin or the and tail. And then you just progressively see more until you see the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that, that might have been a little bit better because they, cause they show the whale fairly, they show the whale quite a bit. I feel like Mm -hmm. and the shots where it's like the tail coming out of the water or like the white uh like you can see like the white under the Mm -hmm. water I like those those. look fine those Those look those don't look that bad it's just like the the shots where you see the entire whale those look like terrible right yeah (laughs) I like when he's like when the whale is just below the surface and like yeah yeah yeah, that that it's like Mm -hmm. large yeah and white um but you can't entirely see it because those are suspenseful yeah I feel like they could have done more of that and that would have worked a little better mm-hmm. just yeah. in that in that regard but i did enjoy it overall honestly like i thought it was pretty fun yeah um should we just say like really quickly what happens in this movie yeah, yeah. there's a uh, <laughs> uh, captain ahab and he's mm-hmm. chasing a whale yeah because it ate his leg <laughs> yeah and then he dies <laughs> yeah strong um captain hook vibes mm-hmm. um you know just a, a whale and a leg instead of it's a crocodile a- and a hand True. Just like a PG thirteen Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, did did you see um, Wendy? That new Ben Zeitlin Peter Pan movie. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, I actually I saw that you know uh, before we locked down, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it was it was pretty good. But there were some things about it that did remi- that uh, this Moby Dick made me think of that. Um, there's one part. Uh, I mean, obviously the Captain Hook of it all, and right. then also there's this one part where the, uh, Ahab says, "What do you do if you see a whale?" And uh, they all say, "You sing out to him." And then in Wendy, like a big uh, theme of that uh, movie, there's like a big scene at the end where they say, "Sing out if you love your mother," um, and it's very cute, and they all sing together. 
Um, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And then also, but in Wendy also, there's this um, kind of big glowing fish creature underwater um, mm-hmm. that is like also like a mother to them. So I don't know. Yeah. Big creature cool. singing out to it, you know, all that stuff. Was I, I was reminded of in Moby Dick. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The, the relationship between like men in this movie and I mean, in the, in the book is like really, really freaky and interesting of like, Oh, the only way we can really come together is if we're <laughs> trying to murder something large. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, prison. yeah. And then also more about like the kind of social dynamics of all these men on the ship together. Um, mm-hmm. when, uh, when the one, that racist guy from Michigan, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, refuses to do the work because he's clearly like super claustrophobic or something. Um, yeah. but when he doesn't do the work, uh, it becomes a whole thing where they're going to like flog him and put him in the brig. And then, um, he ends up fighting with stubs. Um, and that mm. all felt really like unnecessarily masculine, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like toxic masculinity, um, you know, like, yeah, like put him in the brig for not working, but do you really need to do all that stuff to Be keep, and then Ahab says all of that's necessary to keep order because he's, you know, like the god of the ship or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like he really like, relies on those like bizarre, like toxic bonds for his boat to operate the way it does. It's like, yeah. 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 I thought, I thought one of the most interesting things about it was like the way that everyone's sort of dynamic changes with each other. Like there's a few... Mm-hmm things that are consistent like Ishmael and um Quig mm-hmm. have like a strong relationship throughout the whole I mean once they get over he gets over his initial like uh kind of shock at seeing him but they have a strong relationship throughout the entire movie mm-hmm. or like Ahab obviously is like he has this one thing that he set on doing which is getting this whale but everyone else kind of they they their kind of attitudes shift throughout because at first like uh, uh, Starbucks is like pretty loyal to <laughs> Ahab. He's like pretty yeah. like they have a like s- close relationship. He's been with him for a long time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it starts to shift where he like because they're standing on the deck, and then Ahab is like, "Let's let's get some whales," and Starbucks like, "Yeah," and then he's like, "Let's get one specific whale," and Starbucks like, "No, <laughs> like this is weird now." <laughs> I don't like this anymore. And yeah, so, yeah, Starbucks he's does not like when the mission gets specific. Yeah, yeah. It's starting to set in for him that like maybe what uh, that guy was saying, I forgot his name. Elijah. Yeah. Maybe what Elijah was saying is like bear some truth. Um, yeah. And then like Stubbs relationship changes too. like he. He has some moments where he's like a little bit testy with Ahab. And then you see that. Ahab, I mean, um, Starbucks and Stubbs are like sort of, they're kind of planning a sort of, not like a, a lo- mutiny, but like a, yeah, they're a bit of a, a bit of a coup. Cause they're saying like discussing that he's not like he's fit not to fit. lead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and because of the, the leak with the barrels and they're saying like, Oh, if the, if there's a leak with the barrels then we have to stop the ship and if he doesn't right. agree to stop, that means he's clearly not fit. And they're sort of like in agreement with each other. But then eventually Stubb sort of goes back to being like loyal to Ahab again. 
Well, yeah, and like Starbucks is, I feel like because they have that, like, I I think I think that like William Hurt and Ethan Hawke do a really good job of that like bizarro like father son working relationship yeah. where mm-hmm, totally. like any time that Starbucks is not with Ahab he's pretty clear headed about the situation it's like yeah this is clearly not a good situation for everybody but then the second he talks to Ahab Ahab is like but I'm daddy <laughs> and Starbucks is like you're right you're daddy and I I. I, I thought it was interesting that this like adaptation really plays up like this like low key competition between Ishmael and Starbucks too of like yeah. it almost feel feels mm-hmm. a little successiony of like fighting for daddy's love mm-hmm. um and approval. Even though it's like you know that Starbucks is basically in the right. Uh oh, no. like m- m- in, the, in the morally Oh no, can you hear me? Uh yeah, you're yeah back can you go now. back a little bit? Oh okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um but I I I liked that like competi I don't know. I feel like that's like usually a dynamic you see written for two female characters of like two women like mm-hmm. fighting for someone's approval but mm. seeing it happen uh between two guys on the sea you're like, "Yeah, this is pretty tight." Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Ishmael too. Like he his he's like a little bit He's apprehensive in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and then he like sees the whale up close, and then he like basically becomes like Ahab's like closest acolyte, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of interesting to see. Yeah, um, I wish there was more Queequeg though. I love Queequeg is like such a cool, uh, like an interesting character that I don't. Maybe I was like not. I don't know. Did they get married? And that they didn't get married in the adaptation did they who Queequeg and ishmael no <sighs> okay, to that's, each i'm other? pretty sure to each other in the book they get married oh. uh, it's it's like the wow. first depiction of like a same-sex marriage in Amer- or like in at least like popular american lit and it's not like it's not like a whatever pull a veil back kind of wedding but they have this like sailor's marriage that's supposed to represent a like a really deep friendship but they they call it marriage um and i was kind of bummed on like the the book because it's like narrated by ishmael it like really focuses on um his and queequeg's like friendship and you learn a lot more about queequeg and like his background in the book that this like adaptation kind of just doesn't really include and they literally get married Wow. And I was like, oh, that'd be sick if we saw them get, but they don't get married. Wow. That's so yeah. interesting. I had no idea. One of the things I was going to say is there's a lot of like forehead touching <laughs> in this, <laughs> in this um, miniseries. And that's usually something you only see like on TV. It's really mostly on TV with like uh, heterosexual couples. Like that's like a, tr- thi- it's like a trope almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like a visual trope. Where people like <laughs> put their foreheads together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it Especially happens a lot. That we can't touch each other's foreheads anymore. Oh yeah, that's it's even true. more erotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, that really adds a whole other layer to the story that I didn't know about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely not like a formal marriage, and they don't go super deep into it. But the, the a lot of the book was about their like deep friendship, and it seems like they just kind of bailed on that or or just like chose probably because they had ethan hawk they chose to give more focus to 
Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. 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 The sort of main character role shifts throughout. I feel like because mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. S- sometimes it's like in the beginning it's like Ishmael, and there's a little bit of time where it's like Ahab is like we're focusing on him a lot, and then we get like Starbucks a little bit like near the end he gets to be a little bit more. Um, in the forefront. Like a little, yeah. Because he gives like a little speech. He tries to give a little speech about like, this is madness, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ahab is like, I thought he was going to give like a whole big speech. Because he starts to like in front of the whole crew, basically like, this is this is insane. Mm-hmm. And then Ahab just says like fool. He just like calls him a fool and like totally cuts <laughs> him. He just cuts him off and then. He's just so, like, you just see him be, like, so dejected and demoralized. Like, he's like, I was about to have my big moment, but I guess Ahab is still the captain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One thing that was pretty wild to me to think about, just because, you know, in 2020, and also I've, like, never really been on a ship before, yeah. um, was how long this whole thing to- was. Like, yeah. the first time they really start to, the first time they see land is after seven months yeah and they hadn't seen any whales in that whole time and um after that seven months when they see the land ahab's like no we got to keep going don't dock and that seemed really bad for morale to just be <laughs> trapped yeah. together for seven months Bummer. Um, and then um when they finally do see the whales someone says it's been 13 months so that's like it's a long time. A long time to be yeah. out on the sea without like any kind of show of like, you know, success. Success, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like chasing a whale, you have no personal attachment to. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Has to be. Has to get to you. Mm-hmm. I think also they might have had more success, and faster if, you know, they were just, like doing their normal jobs to just like wailing you know because mm-hmm. i feel like the, yeah. there are several times where they're like they have opportunities to like go after whales and ahab's like nah we're not we're not about that we're yeah about- well that's but that's after like 13 months though when they actually it's see true. any whales for the first time well no but there is a scene where uh ishmael is like oh i think i might have seen a whale and then ahab's like no you didn't you're an oh. idiot yeah and i wasn't sure i i kind of thought in that scene that was because I think Ahab was about to uh, get into a, f- or no, Stubbs was going to get into a fight with Queequeg about, um, they were doing like a practice harpooning. And, oh, yeah. Um, and it seemed like Stubbs was going to go in on Queequeg. So I thought that um, Ishmael has, like cried whale, basically, you know, mm. um, <laughs> to uh, to to get Queequeg out of that situation, to d- distract from that. Oh, that's what oh, I thought okay. was going on. I didn't think there was ever actually a whale. This made me want to like reread the book because I haven't read it in a long as like I haven't read it since whatever since like high school, mm-hmm. and I'm like there is definitely a lot of a lot of shit going on, and we do have unlimited time now. <laughs> That's true. So I'm like, <laughs> what if I read a book? Yeah. <laughs> How lo- it's really long, isn't it? The book it's long as fuck. I'm not gonna read it. <laughs> uh, read the spark I, notes. But I thought about it, and that's what <laughs> that's what counts. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when they do finally see those whales, though, they they at first Ahab was like, "No, we need to go after uh, Moby Dick," but then 
uh, and he tells Ishmael to go tell that to Starbuck. There's a lot of telling someone to tell someone to tell yeah. someone something. I think it's like a sort yeah. of chain of command yeah. that works yeah. certain way. But it is kind of silly to be like, I don't know. It's just interesting. It is interesting that he's like, oh, give the order. And then he's like, all right, I'll give the order to the guy to give the order. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, you could have showed us that one time. We didn't need to see mm-hmm. that prop. Like, after a while, I'm like, I understand the chain of command. And I don't <laughs> yeah. need to keep saying it. <laughs> um, yeah. But then what I thought was interesting was when Ahab comes up, he's like, oh, Ishmael said not to go after these whales. Yeah, let's go after these whales. Whatever. You know? Um, yeah. Which was good, because they would have really mutinied, I think, if they didn't have a chance to at least go after one normal whale. Yeah. And they get three or two? No, they just, get, they just one. get one. Yeah, because there were three, and then they only were able to get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they got a lot of blubber, oil, yeah. whatever. Um, I don't know anything about whales or whaling. I was like, whatever whaling achieves, they yeah. did that one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but not as much as I think anyone wanted to, because I think right. the, the next morning Ahab's like, all right, we're going after Moby Dick to the South China Sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I have a note about when um, Ishmael's voiceover ha- happens. Um, it's okay. about halfway through part two for us. So I guess like probably towards the end of the first one for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mine was split into two hour and a half parts. Yeah, maybe that makes sense why there was voiceover because it would have been at the, at the end of the first real episode. Oh, or maybe, part. maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought he sounded way less American when he was doing the voiceover. Yeah, <laughs> you said that. I didn't really clock it, but. Oh yeah, I think he's British, and I think he kind of sounded a little more British. Mm-hmm. Oops. Yeah, it happens. He goofed. Yeah, he probably you know he did ADR like way after and probably forgot what the accent he was doing before at his house. Yeah, eight months later. (laughs) Yeah, and then um, there's a lot of uh, following Moby Dick for a really long time, and there was one one thing that I was kind of confused about was like why are they following Moby Dick if he's always being shown like directly under the ship, you know? Right. And William Hurt always seems to know that Moby Dick is right there. Like he's like caressing the walls of the ship. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That, <laughs> the horniness of him. Yeah. Like just, Oh, Oh my God. William Hurt. I mean, William Hurt does like, he goes all the way in. I appreciate that. He's like, no, I am horny for this whale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the whole ship gets sick. Yeah, they all get sick because there's been no wind, and they think that it's, it's. I feel like it's mostly like a psychosomatic, moral kind of illness than it maybe, is. Maybe like mm. you know, it's it's having physical manifestations, but you know, Queequeg especially is affected by it because he's he says he's dying, and he has another guy on the ship like make a coffin for him because he believes that he's dying. Yeah, right. That's so. I mean, that's so. It's. I feel like that's one of those things that when you read it in the book you're like whoa that's so and then when you see it it looks kind of silly yeah <laughs> yeah i felt that way about the lightning, when the oh, lightning yeah yeah, was, yeah kind of thought that was cool yeah, they were like, like used it as like a divining rod like yeah, yeah getting all lightning sent up to them I'm like this is a little bit ridiculous yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah but quickly so they ha- he has the other guy build the coffin and then he's lying in the coffin like i'm gonna die any second now and uh ishmael is like no you can't die so i could see yeah that being definitely 
you know their close relationship but he's like yeah you can't die we need to get catch this whale we can't do it without you and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. the wind picks up we see up on the top of the ship starbuck sees the the sails fill with wind and then quick sits right up and i'm fine uh, yeah you're just like okay great he's fine good he's fine (laughs) Yeah. yeah that was wild yeah. Well, glad he's fine. But there's definitely, you know, like a mystical element to Moby Dick, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moby Dick himself. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, a lot of stuff in this is a little mystical. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And then they have to, like, put the... So they're, they're finally able to start moving because the wind is picking up. But then they have to, like, put the sails back down because a storm is coming. Right. Right. And Starbuck is like we have to put these sails down and Ahab's like, no, we'll just ride it into the ride it after, um, what a nightmare after Moby Dick. And he's like, and Starbucks is like, it'll destroy our ship. Um, so I think they eventually, they, he does end up listening to him and they, they put the sails down. Right. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. Cause there, I think there's a few times where like, um where starbuck just overrules yeah ahab yeah or ahab like he at least gets him to listen to him mm-hmm. right like with you like with the casks that, of oil and stuff like that i feel like you can tell that like in like star starbucks also like knows he's due for a promotion he knows that like he can mm-hmm. he's at a point where he can kind of do captain ahab's job more competently than ahab can in his state of mind and like I don't know. I, I think he ends up being kind of like righteous about it, but it is kind of cool to see a character that like really wants that validation and it just like keeps not coming. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought this is really random is that like Starbuck, his facial hair has been pretty well groomed the whole time. <laughs> 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 like he has like a pretty perfect mustache and sometimes like the rest of it will grow out into stubble, but like not that much. You know, he doesn't grow like a full sea beard like Ahab. I feel like yeah. He, and and Ishmael kind of doesn't either. He kind of just like has yeah, this like pleasant five o'clock yes. shadow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I guess the grooming on on the board on deck is pretty. pretty yeah, good. they value that. It's <laughs> yeah. one of their core statements on yeah. the ship. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we see one other time where Ahab, um, his like devotion to catching Moby Dick, like overrules, you know, maybe common sense or morality um, Mm -hmm. where the there's other ship comes up to them um, and they the captain of that ship had lost his son to Moby Dick, like Moby Dick um, pulled him out underwater Mm -hmm. um, and then. Uh, Ahab refuses to help him search for his son because he's only interested in finding Moby Dick. So he's like, "We gotta keep going. We can't help this guy." Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And the guy's like, "Curse you!" Yeah, lots of cursing. Curse Ahab. you, you bastard! Oh, so much boy drama. I love it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh... And Ishmael's like, "Why didn't you help him?" And then Ahab's like, I am helping him. Also, the other thing about uh, Ahab is he's he's doing this like voice the entire time. He has like this really like like gravelly kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like always like slightly yelling. Yeah, you know. Oh, so he's like you. he's like gravelly and yelling, which I imagine must be like hell Straining. on your vocal cords. Yeah, yeah. 
because the entire time he's just like yeah he's the only person that talks that way yeah 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 Hope he has one of those uh, vocal tubes. You seen those those tube things for for strengthening your vocal cords? It's mm. it's like a straw, basically. It's like a fat straw, and you just blow into water, and then you breathe in through your nose, and then it makes your vocal cords better. I don't know. Singers use it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Never heard of this thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to the composer of our theme song, Connor Vance. I saw him using it on his oh. Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Nice. Anyway, so then yeah, we get the big f- the big finale, the big uh, Moby Dick scene. Yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna go after him, and Starbucks like, nope, not going out there. This is crazy. But everyone else does, except for Pip. Starbucks and Pip are back. Yeah, stay on the boat. On the boat together. Um, well, no, I think there might be a couple other people also on the boat. Oh, the yeah, there are a few other people. No, it's boat. really. I think it's just those two, and then the guy from Michigan because oh. he's down in the brig still. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And I think because at the end he's like yelling for help when the ship's going down. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, everyone else is out on the three smaller boats yeah. to to harpoon Moby Dick, um, and then we see Queequeg gets him harpooned, but then drags the ship straight down and so then they think they're all gone and then they like pray for them they think they're all dead and then we see quick quick thankfully pop up out of the water oh, mm. you know i was so worried he's really yeah. the best character <laughs> um very true yeah and so then he he's able to swim back to the ship and then another one of the boats they, the one with flask yes with flask and yeah. dagoo um they also managed to harpoon moby dick but then he like comes or no they don't even he uh, moby dick is just right underneath them and like goes straight up and uh completely rips the sh- their boat apart and everyone on it yeah and a- and the- everyone else on the other boat is like he's under you like you gotta do mm-hmm. something and flask is just mm-hmm. like Ugh. no they, they they were looking they just didn't they couldn't see him because he's yeah. so big yeah and then um yeah, so that's the end of everyone on that boat. And then uh, finally, Ishmael's like, yo, we should go back and not do this. Yeah. But Ishmael <laughs> finally realized that maybe this was a bad idea. Yeah, but then yeah, Ahab. like, the approval of daddy isn't as important <laughs> as Staying alive. Living. Yeah. 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 But then Ahab uh, double harpoons Moby Dick. Yeah. And then um, they're kind of, and then... Moby Dick starts uh, swimming towards the the, boat, the ship, the, the boat, big yeah. ship, the Pequod. The Pequod, yes, and um, and we know that you know everyone on that ship is doomed. Queequeg, Starbuck, Pip, and everyone on the boat, the little boat, is doomed too. There's no getting out of this. But um, Ahab uh, wants Ishmael to live, so he pushes him out of the boat. Yeah. Um, it was a very like. Uh, Satine Christian live to tell my story moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then there's this really sad scene with Pip and Starbuck where Pip's like, one second. Um, Pip's leg gets stuck and Starbuck says, I'm not going anywhere. I'll stay with you, which yeah. I kind of felt like Starbuck could have stayed with him until he was underwater and then swam away. But you know <laughs> i agree like i didn't think there was any real reason for him to die like that i don't yeah. know like i it was it was good of him to stay with pip but he wasn't trapped 
Right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm glad you felt this way because I was just sort of like, I'm like, maybe there's a part that I missed that is like, but there wasn't. He should have, he should have stayed. Yeah, I don't think so. I think maybe he was just, I don't know, lost the will to live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's this pretty, like, gruesome shot of Ahab getting, like, strapped to Moby Dick's body with the with the rope. Yeah, that was grisly. And then... Serves him right. Yeah. Well, and then we see we see this, like, multiple times, though. I feel like they could have just shown it once. Yeah. But we see it, like, <laughs> three or four times. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, then Ishmael floats on the coffin until he catches up with that other ship that was still looking for the missing son. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Because um, I was thinking, like, how is he gonna yeah, live yeah. if he's cast away? Yeah, <laughs> they're no. I don't think they're anywhere near land. No, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. No. So we, when Ahab says like live, he's like, yeah, probably yeah, not just going like to live. die slowly yeah. out yeah, here in the water. Yeah, die a little later. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess they were just counting on. Uh, I guess he was counting on the Rachel catching mm-hmm. up. Well, in the in the book, I'm pretty sure he's rescued at the end like they mm-hmm. he but in in this you know you just get a fade to black baby yeah yeah i mean you do see you do see the boat coming in and he says mm-hmm. like oh, and then he gets voiceover yeah. yeah um so yeah i don't know that's pretty much it i liked it yeah i had a fun time i think i mean you know it wasn't like technically maybe the greatest movie i've ever seen but it was like enjoyable and i thought that the whaling scenes were very exciting Mm -hmm. um and i thought that you know ethan hawk was great he looked great (laughs) he did he looked really good he did look good he was a cutie pie with all the salt in his hair yeah he was great Mm -hmm. shouting righteous shit for three hours yeah (laughs) that's that's my kind of ethan yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, so I pulled up a review from the New York Times. This is someone different than we've seen before because it's oh, television, technically. So Janet I think Maslin. no, no, Jenny Maslin, no, no Stephen Holden, no A.O. Scott. No, I'm um, sure, A.O. Scott would have <laughs> loved this. <laughs> loved, yeah, yeah, no. Um, this is from Alessandra Stanley. Um, she's a little critical of the writing, but um, she had a kind of nice line about that where she said. The camera is mightier than the pen in this film. The writing doesn't really matter. It's the vivid, evocative images of life at sea, mid-storm, and even under wilting sun and windless skies that pay the best tribute to Moby Dick, which I thought was fair. Hmm. Yeah. Um, And then she also mentioned Ethan Hawke. She said, Mr. Hawke is affecting a Starbuck, the loyal Quaker, who begins to doubt the captain's sanity and contemplates mutiny. That's pretty much all she said about Ethan Hawke, but seems fair. She should have said more. She should have said more. Yeah. <laughs> she should have said more. Any review about a movie with Ethan Hawke should really just be uh, an essay about Ethan Hawke. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but I feel like he was kind of the, like, the, the, I don't know, like the beating heart, like the moral guide through this movie because, yeah, yeah. you know, he's kind of, he's not the main character, but he is kind of like the proxy for like, the audience in a way that you're like you recognize that this is insane mm-hmm. and that you have someone on the inside who also you know is there with you and sees that the insanity mm-hmm. so yeah. and also just like in terms of his performance like i thought he was really kind of you know he was really committed yeah you know? no i think he did he a great was, job in he this was selling it and his dynamic with uh with ahab i thought was great yeah 
Yeah, I thought he was really good in it. Like I really, I mean, at first I was like, oh, I really thought he was going to be Ishmael. But then the more you saw like the way he was playing Starbuck, you're like, oh, it totally makes sense that Ethan Hawke is playing this part because he's like the moral compass. He gets a lot of like great lines that are speaking the audience's conscious like thoughts. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then you get this like really intense like relationship with William Hurt that I thought was like really fun to watch. He it was great. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, and hey, you've got three hours now. Everyone does. You should watch Moby Dick. Yeah. Moby <laughs> or Voodoo. That's right. Yeah. And however many parts you want to watch it in. Yeah. <laughs> um Jonathan, do you have something you'd like to share with us? Sure. Uh, let me get my computer. <laughs> Um, it's time for a hawk fact. Yeah. Kaka. Can you see us moving, <laughs> by the way? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. You've been frozen for us Am for I about frozen? half an hour. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but your your but your voice, voice is coming, coming in through, fine. So. Yeah. We just oh, can't. That's bizarre. We just yeah. can't see you. Huh. Um. Would you like to try a hawk noise? Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go low. Okay. All right. Kaka. That was good. I liked that. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I did Thank my you. best. All right. Well, um, so I wanted to uh, look into ospreys, which are known as the, they're sometimes called the sea hawk, the river hawk, or the fish hawk. Um, they're the only uh, type of hawk that um, eats fish. They're the only kind of, they're, they're technically in their own uh, family, which is called uh Pandionidae, which is, um, and they're the only, ospreys are the only genus in that family. So it's a family of one, basically, which is ospreys. Um, but they're in the same order uh, that includes hawks, eagles, and kites. And I've, I've realized I've shared some wrong information in the past that falcons are technically not part of that same family. Oh. So they're actually a, a different um a different family even though falconry includes hawks includes hawks yeah there's a lot of similarities between them but technically they're in different uh they're they're in different orders um and i've talked about ospreys before um but i thought that this was a uh, good time to talk about them again because Mm -hmm. this is a movie all about hunting a big whale so um Uh, and so I was looking into a little bit about ospreys, the way that they, uh, hunt fish, um, is kind of, kind of impressive. Um, so one of the big differences between the way a falcon, uh, or other birds, uh, grab fish, uh, compared with, um, an osprey is that a lot of birds will just use their beaks to like grab the fish, Mm -hmm. but ospreys use their talons so they grab the fish out of the water um and when diving after fish ospreys can completely submerge themselves underwater and still be able to fly away with their prey most other birds of prey can only pluck fish from the surface Uh, and when they dive into the water ospreys close their third eyelid which is semi-transparent so it acts like a pair of goggles and allows them to see under the water and when ospreys carry their prey, they reposition the fish so its head faces forward in a streamlined position for transporting through the air, which is kind of interesting. And the interesting thing about also their talons 
is that they have uh, two of their toes face forward and two face backwards, and they can change the position of their toes to have three forward and one backward. So they can move their like toes quite a lot to get to be able to grab the fish. Um, so it's kind of interesting the way that they they hunt fish and and the fact that they're the only um, bird in the hawk family that that does hunt fish. Would you say that they use their talents to harpoon the fish just to make it relevant? They absolutely do (laughs) use their talents to harpoon the fish, yes. Um, This is a whole-ass education. Yeah. No, I know so much more about hawks than I ever thought I would. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Where was that from? Oh, yes. That particular fact came to us from uh, peregrinefund.org. Thank you. That was a great hawk fact. Thanks, Jonathan. Or osprey fact, rather. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> Seahawk fact. Technically not hawks, but they are in the same um, order, as I said. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Well, um, do we have any final thoughts about Moby Dick? Mm, no, not for me. No. Jamie? No, I don't think so. I think we covered it. Cool. Well, um, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks this for having me. Yeah, this this was, was so much fun. Yay. Yeah. This is a great time. Um, uh, now we do plugs and whatnot and what we've <laughs> been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawk. Um, so oh. I am Harper and you can find me on the internet at Harping About on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, wherever. Um, and something I've been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawk is I just watched season three of On My Block and it was great. As are the first two seasons. If you have time now, which many people do, um, you should go watch all three seasons of On My Block on Netflix. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm Jonathan. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at John Zavaleta. Uh, a thing I've been enjoying. I, you know, I usually have something that I've been <laughs> enjoying recently, but I there's not, not, uh, nothing that I can really think of right now. I don't know why. You haven't been consuming any Which is media? weird because now would be the time to be yeah. watching things and reading books and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Send me Rex, I guess. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hit up hit up Jonathan at John Zavaletta <laughs> on Instagram with your with your media recommendations. Um, Jamie, how about you? Uh, my name's Jamie Loftus. You can find me on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help or on Instagram at Jamie Cray's Superstar and my podcast with past guest of Hawkeyes, Caitlin Durante, uh, airs every Thursday. And I just started watching um, the Madam C.J. Walker uh, mm, limited mm-hmm. series last night uh, with Octavia Spencer. Uh, it's called Self Made. And I've watched, I've only watched the first episode, but it's really good. And I love Octavia Spencer. And so. I would recommend that and just keeping that uh, train going, I would also go ahead and recommend Ma. Uh, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Just two very different Octavia Spencer um, classics because I think Ma is streaming on HBO. I don't know. I watched Ma last week Mm. and it blew my fucking mind <laughs> i was so. scared to watch it because in the trailer there was a scene where she was sewing a girl's lips shut and for me that's something that i just cannot handle so you gotta watch mom okay maybe it's i'll just have <laughs> jonathan cover my eyes during that <laughs> <laughs> cool all right well um 
Oh yeah, you guys can follow Hawkeye's Pod uh, on the internet wherever at Hawkeye's Pod. Um, and also, I don't know, maybe just take a second, rate and review <laughs> on iTunes, yeah. Apple Podcasts, whatever, wherever you're listening, just to rate and review us, except for Spotify, where that's not an option. Um, that's true. Uh, yeah, okay, thank you guys, good night. Yeah. <laughs>